Pod people. This is Historical AF. My name is Natalie. I'm Kina. I'm Shelby. We are a librarian and a historian and a special guest bringing you the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Yep, today is episode 59. 59, and we are talking about animals. I love this topic. Me too. I'm all about animals. Oh, yes, and we have our special guest. This is a special twin pick because uh, we found Shelby and she does animal things. And I was like, you're coming on the podcast. Never met her before. She made a really funny comment on a Facebook group. And I was like, you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> and That's granted, cool. most people don't usually have an option. Like, it's pretty forceful <laughs> most of the time. We were do this for us, please. It, it was like an animal <laughs> picture. What What kind of animal was it? It was a picture of a naked, and when I say naked, I mean like naked, uh, groundhog. Oh, groundhog. Woodchuck, depending on where you live. We call them woodchucks around here, but they're, gra- they're same thing, same animal. Hmm. Um, and he was he's mange infested, and I actually haven't seen him in a couple weeks, so I'm hoping either he got better or uh, something not great happened because we do have a lot of stray cats but we're praying for wade i did name him his name is wade wilson Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) because he looks like an avocado had sex with an uglier older avocado and that was it i cackled so hard (laughs) i was like yeah i need to be friends with you (laughs) (laughs) it is it is shocking and disturbing how uh how naked he looks i actually texted the picture to a wildlife guy because I called New Hampshire wildlife. I was like, um, this thing is like lurking in my backyard and is definitely not afraid of my dog and is just walking around. I don't want it spreading disease <laughs> and I would like it rehomed and rehabbed. And he was like, it's a woodchuck, just shoot it. And I was like, can I send you a picture of this guy? Cause he don't look right. So I sent him a picture. <laughs> I was like, straight up, this guy does not look right. I don't know much about woodchucks, but I know that. And so I sent him a picture and the guy just texts back, oh. (laughs) Like just, oh, wow. Uh, New text message. I've never seen anything like that. New text message. Can we come trap him and take him to use him for research uh, for the state of New Hampshire? And I was like, if you're going to trap him, yes. Will he be rehabbed? He was like, if we can trap him. I was like, then you have my blessing. So we've oh. been trying to trap him, but I have not seen him in weeks. And I'm hoping that he got all better and like moved and has a wonderful family. Um, yeah, let's all hope. <laughs> let's, let's pray for Wade. Good vibes okay. for Wade Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Man. We need to make like a post about that. Like one of those <laughs> posts for people or whatever. Like pray for Wade. And just kind of- <laughs> Done. Forward right. it to your friends to add the prayers and the happy vibes for Wade. <laughs> I've got a couple good pictures of just like zoomed in on his face, and he's just like, like it's, it's, it's full like nasty groundhog face, and he was not pleased. <laughs> oh well, thank you for joining us. You want to tell us a little about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? How much? How do you know so much about animals? Okay, so uh, my name is Shelby. I live in New Hampshire right now by way of uh, Connecticut and then uh, UNH, then Vermont, and then New Hampshire again. (laughs) I'm just going to apologize now for any of her weird noises. Um, I went to UNH uh, thinking I was going to be a vet. Did not do that. Really did not like the some of the vet people there. No offense Mm. to 
any vets, but just was not my scene. Um, ended up doing a double major in animal science and dairy management. So, and when I was in high school, I was a vet tech for like small animals and horses. I trained horses for about 10 years. Oh God, what else? In college, it was really cows all day, all the time. I lived in the dairy barn in an apartment, like above the cows, my senior year of college. It was super, super fun. I have worked on three accredited research studies. Oh, wow. And uh, my big area of expertise is like babies, like calves. That's, That's my thing. I love them so much. They are the greatest thing. I did a summer internship at Billings Farm and Museum which is one of the oldest Jersey farms in the country. They have been operating since 1871. So that was pretty cool. Their herd is like wicked old. And then after I graduated college, I was a tech um, and a milk tester that reported to the USDA for a company called Dairy One based out of New York. And then I left that and ended up at a hospital and I just do animal things on the side now. That's so cool. That's so impressive. Well, what? What a resume. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds cooler than it is. It really does. But uh, I love cows. I grew up with them and they were like my babies. I just love them so much. Yes. Yes. My end goal in life and like what I'm my five-year plan is just buy a farm, <laughs> get like a couple cows, have a place for Kona to run, uh, bring my horse on there because he does herd cattle and he'll do pretty much anything I ask him to. So like, I'll just get the horse, the cows, a couple goats, <laughs> like, oh, yes, throw it together. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That sounds like a good plan. It does. I love horses. I, I grew up in the woods in like rural Arkansas and some neighbors that are really close. Like my mom, they're my, my parents' best friends. So I referred to them as actually as my aunt and uncle. Yep. And they had horses and they fostered horses. And anytime they would go out of town, we would take care of them and are just right up there just to pet them. It was just so relaxing and so nice. And occasionally I rode one only a few times that I do that. So there's like a picture of me I'm five and I'm on this ginormous horse. Like my legs don't even wrap around his belly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just love them. I think they're just such great animals. They are. They're so sweet and so smart. And they smell good. I think that's weird, but they do smell good. <laughs> You're like absolutely right. I was literally standing with my horse uh, today because he's injured. So he's getting medicine. I'm seeing him every morning and afternoon before and after work, which means I changed. <laughs> for work in the hayloft that's been an adventure um, <laughs> but he I was just standing with him just sniffing him I do the same thing to my cat I'm like cat smell and horse smell there's something oddly soothing about it I was just like yep yeah this is this mm-hmm. is my happy place <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing I always wanted a horse we didn't have the right kind of pasture for him we barely had the right kind of pasture for cows. My dad meant well, but he sucked at building things. And then the cows would always get out and go running down the road. We have to go get them. <laughs> a horse would not have stood a chance. <laughs> well, you know how you make a small fortune with horses? Hmm. You start with a really big one. <laughs> they are money vacuums. Uh, and I, I love my guy. We'll never give him up. I got him off a kill lot. Um, 
actually a dry lot. So I love him. I'm the only person that's ever ridden him. He will stay with me forever. Uh, <laughs> and his name is Waffles. So Aww. just add that to the cuteness. Mm-hmm. But, so adorable. <laughs> but some days I'm like, oof. <laughs> I could own a house, but I have you. <laughs> Choices. Like totally worth <laughs> it, but still. Yeah, they are not cheap. Uh, It makes me think of this one horse that my aunt had, and it was his name Brett, and he had a belching post. So it was like a a just like where yeah, a piece of wood. He would put his front teeth on it, and he would just belch. But that's how he he just burped. So he'd eat like a just a shit ton, and then immediately just go up there and just burp for like fifteen minutes. (laughs) Just go trot out into the meadow. Like okay, bye, Brett. Oh, my brother's name is Brett, and that is exactly what he does after he eats, too. So, <laughs> oh man, they're the same. <laughs> well, um, you know, you want to know a fancy animal word for that? For yes. Specifically, mostly cows, but like when animals try to throw up or when they mm. try to expel the gas out the stop, mouth region, yeah. it is called eructation. Oh, that's okay. want to sound real fancy. The next time someone burps, just be like, good erectation. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because I do that to my friends. Uh, they do not appreciate it all the time, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is I'm great. just picturing me like, can you quit like erectationing all over me, please? Can you <laughs> <laughs> do not eructate in my general vicinity? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love good words. Hey, yeah, the five dollar words. It's true. I don't mean yeah. I don't know many of those, if any. I guess music. That's the only kind of maybe some five dollar words I know. That's about oh, it. That's fair. Oh my god. I learned how many words I didn't know when I was studying for the uh oh crap, what is it called? GRE. Jesus, I can't even remember what the GRE is. But yeah, that test sucked. It was like words. I'm like, that cannot possibly be a word. And then it was. And I'm like, who talks like this? So stupid. people with master's degrees oh it was the worst i hated it every second well most people study for like years and i studied for a week and uh did not like it did not i got in so i guess worth it but still hated it i still have nightmares yeah (laughs) i have i have friends in grad school for cattle nutrition they're like oof (laughs) just I always I'll text them and be like, "How was study today? How are your cows?" They're like, "Ooh, yeah." It's one of those things. It's like a blind rage almost going through grad school. When it's over, you're like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad." But during it, you're like, "I hate everything. <laughs> Every day is the worst. Why is this so hard? What am I doing?" Like in my program. All of this, like every day, we're like, "Do you know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing? Like, what are we even doing here?" And it was, yeah. And then when it was over, we're like, "Oh, it wasn't so bad." <laughs> yeah, I nervous breakdown constantly. <laughs> they never told you what they wanted. They'd just be like, "Oh, paper due." Like one class, I had a paper due on the first day of class, and I was like, "I'm have anxiety," so it was not great. Did not like. <laughs> As someone who spent the vast majority of my undergrad career uh, hanging out exclusively with masters and phd students uh, <laughs> that resonates with me <laughs> because they would just be studying and i would walk into the office with like a cake and i would just be like <laughs> kick down the door 
with like a cake or like cupcakes or whatever I made that day, just slap it down on the desk. They'd like swarm. You know, everybody grab a piece and then back to the desk. You just have to walk around, give them water sometimes. It was like having very high maintenance plants, honestly. <laughs> like water right. them once in a while. Yeah, it's too bad the master's degrees don't really mean anything anymore. Mm. And now they're like, get a get a bachelor's, they said. Your high school diploma doesn't mean anything. You get a bachelor's. They're like, oh, that doesn't mean anything either. And then you get a master's and then you still can't get jobs. Uh, I feel like it's kind of extreme. Like either you find jobs that need the master's or you find jobs that you only need the diploma. Yeah. It's kind of extreme. Like working at the library, you only need a high school, really. And even high schoolers can get hired for part-time. But if you want to move up, it's really that. And then, but if you want to actually move up, then you need that master's degree. It's so stupid. I worked seven years running the teen center as the main teen librarian. And then as soon as I left and then came down here, I was like, well, you know, maybe I could get a job doing that. And they're like, unless you have an MLIS, you can't work here. And I'm yeah. like, and I have seven years of experience, but just because it doesn't have the right letters, it didn't matter. I'm like, that's so stupid. I but it's hard to just start out as a manager, though. You have to work your way up most time. Yeah, any job here, any library job, you had to have an MLIS. Oh, even? Yeah, they only, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they had volunteers that were like high school and whatever, but any paid job, you have to have an MLIS. And it sucks. Although, like, Texas has a very, like, impressive library system. Uh, Yeah, they're very, they're very strict. Can't imagine. I left, I was offered a position in my master's program, and I was like, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't do academia right now. Maybe I'll come back in a couple years, but I cannot do it right now. Oh, no, no, I understand. Undergrad, master's, PhD, you knock it all out. We'll have a job. You can like teach here. I was like, I appreciate it. <laughs> but my brain is fried. No <laughs> I barely made it through four years without like with major depressive episodes and like mania so i'm a pass thank you i waited waited 10 years before i got my graduate degree and then i was like i'm too old and stupid i don't remember anything it was really scary (laughs) but now i got a cool piece of paper on my wall so it's all worth it right i don't even i don't even know where mine is i think it's in the safe at my parents house to be honest that's how little i care or use about i did not go to my commencement ceremony like because A, it was raining and they refused to have it inside. And my grandfather just had surgery. And I was oh. like, we're just going to go to a nice dinner in like a dry restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah. Anyway. Want to get, get, <laughs> uh, get started? Sure. Since yeah. you pre-rolled already. Yeah. like. <laughs> playing with it yeah i got this little nifty dice thing and i just play with it all the time and then just randomly i'll be like oh shit uh morbid that's you oh cool we can get that shit over with morbid is always kind of depressing so i'm just like let's get that let's get that gone all All mine are pretty funny so i got you go ahead do you want shelby oh no i just i might have something to add at the end oh go for it i have a morbid story of my own for cows but (laughs) so i looked up some of the worst animal attacks ever wow yeah that is morbid yeah because i didn't know really how 
how to think animals morbid. I mean, there's always mistreatment, there's poachers, animal testing, animal cruelty, dog fights. I'm like, I just didn't want to go into that. So like, let's just do, I guess like how animals came back. (laughs) I I approve of that line of thinking. (laughs) As do I. (laughs) Let's just go with this. So I'm going to pick off a few and I'll read the vibe. And if it gets too downward spiral, We'll jump off because this one has like 30. So we're oh, just gonna wow. pick and choose. Wow. So a Chinese woman named Zhao was attacked by a Siberian tiger in the I'm gonna miss we're gonna okay, just so you know, Shelby, and as all of our listeners already know if they've listened previously, we mispronounce <laughs> so many words. By me, by we I mean me mostly, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm in that boat with you, so I understand. <laughs> And it's not any disrespect to the other languages. I just don't know how to say it. And sometimes I know the word once I heard it. I just never had read it before. Like that town, like one of the cities in Scotland, when you corrected me, I'm like, oh, that's how it's spelled. Like, <laughs> Anyways, so at Wildlife World Animal Park near Beijing in July 2016, when she got out of her car to switch places with her husband, as she later revealed, the tiger pounced on her and dragged her to the bushes. Her mother tried to help her, resulting to the older woman being mauled by a second tiger. First tigers. (laughs) The daughter managed to escape with her life with serious injuries, but her mother didn't. Oh, was led to the woman claiming two million as compensation from from the establishment. So mauled by those tigers. Do not get out of your car at an animal park. That's exactly where I'm going. I was like, there are so many signs. So many signs. Like so many. And like I'm sure there's like a safety demo or something. I don't well, this is another country, so like I don't know. Yeah. The regulations might be different. But I feel like if you're driving through and you're like, oh my God, seven tigers, my first reaction is probably like make sure the doors are locked. Not windows rolled up. What's the game? The red light, where you get the red light and you like switch places. Uh, the game, yeah. the, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. My, my first reaction, yeah, 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 the fire drill one. My first reaction would not be like, let's have a fire drill. <laughs> Out of a bunch of hungry tigers that are bored and probably starving. Nope, no thanks. Oh, I'm just saying about Tiger King. That one grabs his leg and just starts dragging off. He's like, son of a bitch, stop. <laughs> oh, God. You know this is exactly funny? probably what that mother said. Been for a daughter. Stop it, you bitch. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But he's just like cussing at him. Like, that's not going to help you, dude. It's only made better if one of the tigers is named Carol. <laughs> yeah, Carol Baskin. Uh. Killed her husband. Whacked, whacked him. him. <laughs> <laughs> Fed him to tires. Everyone at work, including like my boss and my boss's boss, we've all decided Tiger King is the best thing since hot sliced bread. And we now have Etsy wish lists <laughs> of Tiger King memorabilia. We're all just going to start buying for each other That's as amazing. like we survived the pandemic gifts. <laughs> Oh man, it's like a train wreck. I've seen it twice. Did <laughs> you really? Oh, yeah, well, I watched it and then I finally convinced Zeke to watch it. So I rewatched it with him. And 
It's wild. I still haven't seen it. Still haven't jumped on that train. I convinced my parents to watch it by explaining it as the as the worst parts of both sides of our family having offspring. (laughs) 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 We have family in southern in northern Florida, which the more northern Florida you go, the more southern you get. So we have family in, in northern Florida. I hope none of them are listening. I bet none of them are. Um, and then family in uh, the boonies of like Vermont. Uh, okay. And so we all know there are some stereotypes and we fit them very well. <laughs> Natalie and I are hillbillies, so we, we feel you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I she's got family in Florida. I do. Oh, that's true. I've recently just met actually within a year and I'm, maybe a few of them definitely could fit some of that description I've seen. <laughs> or when Sap loses his arm, their arm, and shows up to work five days later. I'm like, yeah, I saw an workers comp. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> they said they could have saved it with a few surgeries, but it's like, nah, just chop it off, and then it was back at work. Days later, I wouldn't know. No, no thanks. I can't even imagine lose an appendage and then go right back to work. Also, yeah, where would you want to save it? I I don't know. I think money, probably money, and probably like the well, probably money because even with the surgeries, then there's rehab and PT mm. and just all that. It would probably True. just be plus you never get like full like original function back, so. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'd still rather have something than nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, my friend that has Prosthetics one arm, great. Fine, so you can do anything with arm, like isn't. But I still, I think that I would try to save it. But that's like a work ethic I don't have. I thought I had a good work ethic, but I'm not. I get my arm ripped off at work and go back to work in five days. Work ethic. I don't have that. Or literally feed tigers for a living and get paid a hundred dollars a week and live in a trailer with no running water or electricity mm, yeah with all the bugs and shit. no that's not and eat walmart meat like yeah no thanks you, i mean i've eaten some rocky mountain oysters and and some stuff that most normal people would not eat but there's a difference between like i get it from farmers mm-hmm. like farms i know where it comes from usually i see it processed so like there's a difference to me than like ooh, this slopped out of a bag like no i'm gonna i'm gonna make tacos so that's your homework natalie (laughs) while you're arting you should watch tiger king (laughs) yes yes i should i'll do that i need something new to watch i just finished the new season of she-ra Oh, it's not as depressing. I'm a child. I watch cartoons all the time. (laughs) Yeah, there's not like a lot of animal abuse. Like they're sad, and it makes me sad that they're in tiny cages. But there's not like I thought it was gonna be more animal abuse. And I thought it was gonna be more blatant. There's clearly like neglect. There's clearly (laughs) shady shit going on. Yeah, but I thought this was going to the way everybody was reacting because I watched it a couple days after it came out. The way everybody on like Twitter and stuff was reacting was like, "This is abominable! Like this is terrible! How dare!" And then I watched it and I was like, "I mean, the people, yeah, they're just terrible. Like, there are some <laughs> horrible people in this world. Like, 
the chutzpah on some of these just people, but like they they did not portray as much animal abuse as I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure it's there, like for sure. But it did not like it wasn't presented black and white like that. It was kind of like alluded to in the corner behind a moving leaf. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Oh, we're about to hear my dogs bark. It's <laughs> dinner time. Oh, What's I'll next? Who gets eaten next? Do they deserve it? Ooh. I can't wait to find out. Uh, they did yeah. not deserve it. It was a child. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Brian Griffin was swimming in the waters of Ed River in Lake County. Florida when he was attacked by an alligator. The 12-year-old had friends watching him from the shore and they saw the alligators and they started yelling but he didn't hear. Next thing you know a 10-foot reptile just went and pulled him under. Uh, He surfaced once but then disappeared again and it took rescuers about half an hour to retrieve him. They got him to the hospital but he, he didn't make it though. He eventually died in the hospital. So he was alive when they pulled him out. Mm-hmm. He survived, like oh my god, and all that stuff, or at least barely survived. I don't know. It doesn't go into detail. Yeah. the injuries, but he's probably in a coma or something. Oh, you know god. how alligators kill their food? I'm gonna make this more morbid. Go for it. Trigger warning for for kids and and stuff. But um, alligators, especially when they go after kids or smaller prey, or like mm-hmm. I guess larger prey because it's larger than like a duck or whatever. Um, they will grab it, and then they death roll, right? Which we see all the time. Mm-hmm. Chewing on me. Which we see in videos. Um, and then they will like nudge out a part of the bottom of the pond, and bury and drown their food. So alligators, most of the time, when they kill something, it's not the biting, the snapping, the like aggressive, like we would think, like a lion would like take the jugular. Mm-hmm. alligators slowly drown their food and the best way that scientists can figure out why they bury the food they'll bury it and like let it sit for a couple days to tenderize it so the bacteria starts breaking down the protein and the fat so it's easier for them to rip off because they don't have front hands that can help in the like chewing process so they have to rely mm-hmm. on just like taking chunks off um, that makes sense so I mean it makes sense that he was probably grabbed, dragged, pinned to the bottom, but then they don't kill anything right away. Like it's dying by alligator is not a swift death. It is a very slow drowning, like going down, coming back up, going down, coming back up, being buried alive underwater. That's even more terrifying. So I cannot <laughs> even imagine that. It, I, I know it makes it so much worse. It does, especially yeah. when you see how many kids die from gators. Oh my God. So many. Especially like yeah, my family, we used to go camping in Louisiana and we'd have to make sure all the kids would stay away from the, the lake we camped around. Like it's funny, the lake was where the men went fishing, but there were alligators. And then but luckily, they also had a pool, so we would go to the pool for swimming. But I mean, no incidents happened. But it was just always kind of interesting. Like, why do we camp here again? Like, this is dangerous. Fun fact: This goes into uh, the great parenting of my parents. But my dad always wanted an alligator, and one of his patients went to Louisiana and brought him back a baby gator. And so, by the time I was born, the gator was probably about this big, and it didn't have a cage. 
It just ran around the house with a oh. infant. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why I still have all my fingers and toes or like my life because mom said the thing would like go under the couch and then it would hiss at her and she'd have to like pull her feet up really quick. And I was like, I was a baby crawling and shit. And you didn't think twice about a rabid gator. Just, I don't know. I mean, I have cute pictures of him hanging out with the bulldog and stuff. Like, but, <laughs> anyway, did RIP. His name is Arnie. And then Game of Fish found out about it. And then my dad euthanized him and then stuffed him. And he was on TV. And it was such a weird conversation starter when people came and visited. They're like, why do you have an alligator on your TV? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Such a weird thing. I would go the opposite direction. I'd be like, let me sit you down and tell you the story. I will make tea. Here's some cake. <laughs> and, then <when> my- <laughs> and then when my dad passed away, they auctioned it off. So somebody out there has Arnie. I don't know who bought does he have a nameplate? Hmm? I feel like he should have a nameplate, like know, Arnie, yeah. 2000s, you know, like 1998 to some, you know, whatever <laughs> his dates were. Oh, in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah, this was like a long time ago. Um, ah, fishing game didn't, wasn't any fun in the 80s. Oh, Arkansas Game and Fish is very, very strict about exotic animals. Like, Arkansas mm-hmm. has one of those. I mean, they must. Yeah, you can't have. Any, you have to have really, really specialized licenses to have anything exotic. We have Northwoods Law. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to put that out there. That is New Hampshire's claim to fame. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Northwoods Law is a show. I think it's Discovery Channel or Nat G. One of the like nature channels, and it follows uh, New Hampshire Fish and Game officers. Oh, okay. When they're seizing, and I've watched many many episodes of it um <laughs> my ex used to just like sit in bed and watch it all the time uh, yeah. one of the girls i went to college with was like really good friends with one of the officers so she'd text me and be like a oh, good episode's coming on and <laughs> it was great because they would seize like alligators and like exotic possums which Ooh. are apparently a thing <laughs> from, like australian possums huh. which i didn't know existed <laughs> and they would like seize a bunch of stuff and usually it's like people getting chased down on an ATV and like half naked dudes yelling in the front yard but like sometimes there's really good episodes where they're seizing alligators out of someone's basement in New Hampshire it's like oh. why did you think that that was an acceptable thing to do yeah that's wild especially because you had to have it shipped <laughs> it's not like you went out back and caught it you know, you had it mailed to you. Yeah. It well, had to get on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Unless Even it's like I, death round or something, but. Yeah. I always hated it. I worked, I was a pet care specialist for PetSmart and they mailed all the reptiles and it, especially the snakes were pissed <laughs> by the time they got there. I can't imagine. We all know how the mail people treat our packages. <laughs> imagine a pissed off snake in one of those and you have to pull it out. Hated it. Ugh. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, none of our poisons, obviously, but they were still assholes. And I did mean, not. a snake bite still hurts. Yeah, well, those were baby. Like, their mouths were never big enough to bite, but they would still strike me all the time. And I hate snakes. I'm terrified of them. And I was constantly, oh, I'm trying to help you, you asshole. Stop it. <laughs> I'm trying to feed you. God damn it. Yeah, Eat the crickets. <laughs> when I first started working there, we didn't have snakes. So I'm like, this is perfect because I love lizards. It's such a weird 
thing. But yeah, as soon as we started with snakes, I'm like, I hate my life. I just had the big stick. <laughs> don't fall off the stick. Don't fall off the stick. I love snakes. I don't do bugs. I do not do like tarantulas or anything. But when I was in college, I used to go to the reptile expo, which is a thing. New Hampshire yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's super, super fun. And at one point, I like walked up to this dude who had a six foot long black king snake, female. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like this black leather jacket and he was like, this snake would look good on you. And I was with a friend. So it, it wasn't as creepy as it sounds. <laughs> it was like, fair. He was trying to get me to buy the snake. It's not as creepy as it sounds. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there with this six foot long snake coiled around my shoulders and it just like slooped into my purse <laughs> and decided it was gonna hang out in there for for a little while so i'm just like awkwardly standing with this dude and like a snake tail hanging out of my purse everybody's like hi <laughs> like i don't work here i like oh, the that's sloop. funny i think i'm gonna start using that in there. <laughs> just just like I don't, I don't, I'm not up with the slang of the young people, but it like yeeted itself into <laughs> no, my no, bag. That, it's just like that, like that word. No, sloop is it. Cause it's so yeah. and I hear the sound as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, yes, just, that is it. Just like down my shoulder, just sloop into my bag. And I was like, and I, I still that. have that jacket. And every time I wear it, I'm like, I am a snake queen. You know, I wish I wasn't afraid of snakes. It's an irrational fear because people I know that have them, you know, they put little cute hats on them and they're like, oh, look at my little danger noodle. And it's like so adorable. But like when I'm around a snake, I am terrified. Yeah. And I, I think I growing up, yeah, it's like I grew up in the woods and every time you went outside, you were almost stubbing on something that was trying to kill you, like cotton mouse and, you know, copperheads. Like that's rattlesnakes. Those were all the things I would step on as a kid. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm scared of them all of them i i don't take the time to find out what kind it is now i just run and i, I don't, don't like to run. yeah so the fear is real no, I, I don't run unless someone's chasing me yeah, yeah. i don't run i'm just, i'm either there i'm gone like don't get me <laughs> i don't have a fight or flight response i have a fight or eat response it's <laughs> <laughs> not the same <laughs> That needs to be a thing, some kind of merch, Keena. I don't know. I'm writing it down so I don't. Imagining forget. like a fist there next you go. to fight, and then and then a picture like a cake by eat. Yes. Uh, like a like a cupcake or like a donut or taco or something, just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can personalize it. Like, what kind of food is your weakness? Yeah. What's what's your, what's your kryptonite? Oh. <laughs> or it's the hungry caterpillar for the one. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that. All right, we're laughing too much. Bring us back down, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll just do one more. And if you want to share any of your morbid stories, Shelby, feel free after that. This is, again, it's another Siberian tiger. So tigers are very dangerous, y'all. Big cats, okay? Tatiana, a four-year-old tiger, escaped from the San Francisco Zoo. This is around Christmas time, and she injured two people, and she killed one. Oh, wow. It's like a spree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does she qualify as a spree killer? Or like know. an attempted spree killer? <laughs> <laughs> attempted. I think a good, oh, yeah, a solid attempt. Okay. Um, I feel a little bad because um, 
two were kids and one was an adult. Like the two that were injured were kids and the one that died was an adult. From my understanding, reading this. And his throat was slashed and he had horrible blunt force traumas. Because you have to think a tiger is like 600 pounds. They're huge. And anyways, the head, neck, and all along the spine and all those kind of scratches. Like this tiger fucked that person up. Wow. So bad. Yikes. Yikes. But I still want to pet one. <laughs> like, even reading this, I, I still want to pet it. <laughs> I'm not seeing Tiger King run me because then I saw the cub petting, what they do to them. And I'm like, well, God damn yeah, it. Exactly. I should have pet a tiger before I found out what they do to it. Because oh, now yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. So no, I, I know it's not good at all. Just like having <laughs> raccoons. I think having a raccoon is awesome because they're super adorable, but you really shouldn't because they're wild animals. Like, oh, I love their little hands. They're so cute. <laughs> they wash everything. <laughs> Um, fun fact, worst wild animal pet to have, at least that I have had experience with. I did not own one. I did not own one. But neighbors, when I was a kid, did own one. Squirrels. Oh, really? They, like, rescued a baby squirrel. And then it grew up. And they tried to release it. But, like, it wouldn't leave. Aww. So they kept it. Because they were like, if you won't leave, we can't let you die. Yeah. Um, and then it decided that every time they fed it, it would just, like, bite the shit out of their hands. And that squirrel sent so many people to the ER for stitches. Mm. Like, it was the most vicious bloodthirst. I think at one point, it just, like, got a taste for blood. It was like, guys, I'm up. Hold on. <laughs> like, throwing Jeez. little squirrel fists. It makes oh. me think of someone I know with that had a raccoon. I've known a couple people that had raccoons. And... Yeah, they're so adorable, but one of them, like, the lady was holding it, and she had just eaten a sandwich, and the raccoon smelled the food, her breath, so he thought food was there. He ate her face. Oh, oh I thought you were going to be, like, her finger, but her face? No. I yeah, because she was like, holding him up here, and so his head is like, by her. her yeah. <gasps> he, he really oh, I don't like that. Oh, that gave me like, the That's why I'm like, please don't have a wild animal. As cute and as adorable as they might be, just don't do it. Eat your face off. Literally. Like, I, people make jokes about cats eating your dead body. At least you'll be dead. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's true. There was a story. I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm reading the comments. <laughs> we haven't We haven't said anything about the comments, but I'm enjoying everything I'm reading, y'all, just so you know. Same. Same, yeah. same, same, same. I do appreciate that. Respect the snake. Yeah, I do. I respect the snake, but I think they're really cool looking. I, I love little pictures of like, look at my snake. And then there's like a little flower on its head. Like that is super yeah. cool. Let's stay the fuck away. Do that adorable do that really shit over listen. there. Yeah. I wish I liked them. I love lizards. My bearded dragon was like my pride and joy. I loved him so much. But he had legs. He was my brother's, but yeah. She. She was my brother's. But Uh, I decided like it has to be the leg thing because it's irrational, remember, irrational fear. Because when we had a Russian glass lizard at PetSmart, it doesn't have legs. It is a lizard. It still scared the shit out of me too. So it's the leg thing is the slither. 
Like, I mean, they got like the lizard face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's just that their whole body is a giant muscle that's just like striking out to eat you. And I don't enjoy that's it. True. Don't like it. My thing runs, mine's the opposite. Like too many legs. Oh, like spiders. Like centipedes. Spiders. Centipedes. Millipedes. <laughs> all, of, all of the peds. I guess I'm on the extremes. Yeah. Too many legs or not enough. I need, I need. I need two or like, four people. Two or four. Anything that says peds, peds, like the the ped, just means mm-hmm. feet. So centa is like a hundred feet. Mila, uh, you know. So like it's just increments of too many feet. Oh my gosh! It's just like yes. a lot of legs. <laughs> it can work with children too. Pediatrics—they're scary too. I have a pediatric provider, and he is terrifying. <laughs> Great guy. Uh, the, like the sweetest man, but do not get on his bad side. But again, he's, he's taking care of kids, so he's totally earned the right to, you know, expect the best because, you know, they are kids in pain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, feet, feet, <laughs> feet in general. Oh, I don't like feet. So, no. I don't. I don't do feet. I know it's like a thing for some people. Oh, I know. No. I don't. I don't do the feet. Although I was tempted, somebody on the internet was talking about how much money they were getting paid for selling feet pictures. And for yes. a moment, I was like, huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw someone like said a man in a, at a gas station bought a picture, wanted to take a picture of her foot. And she like really debated on if she would do that. He's like, I'll pay you $20 for it. And she's like, you can see it on her face where she was changing her mind. And then she comes up. She's like, guys, I got $100 for my foot. So she upped her. <laughs> uh, man. No good it. story starts with some guy at a gas station. <laughs> so true. Like, so I have true. a some guy at a gas station story. It does not. It, it Never does. <laughs> Never does. Never good. Oh man, do you yeah, have any morbid yeah. stories or should we move on? To the next I say let's move on. All right, do you guys want spooky, random, or weird? Or shall we roll? Go for it. That was morbid again. All right, random. <laughs> uh, of course, this one is my aunt. Or so, with random, I don't know if you've listened, but I have. Okay, so yeah, my word was Asian. So I did the Chinese Zodiac. Okay. And I remember when I was a kid, there was a Chinese restaurant and the placemats for the Chinese Zodiac. And it had like the history and all the stuff on it. So I've always been really fascinated about it. But I didn't know why it is or like why the animals are. So we're going to find out. Cool. All right. Da, 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 da. Although I kind of feel like an asshole for my sign. And we'll get into it in a little bit. It's like, man. <laughs> all right. So there's 12 animals. And together they make up the Chinese zodiac. So you have the rat, you have the ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, ram, monkey, chicken, dog, and pig. Do you guys know which one you are? I am a ram. I'm a rat. I'm a rat. <laughs> We're assholes. <laughs> we uh, we we really are. <laughs> like wow. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, man. I'm like, I'm about to spoil it. We'll get to it. All right. So like Western astrology signs, it is believed that one's personality is influenced by their sign and can have an impact on their life. Unlike zodiac signs of the Western Australia astrology, the animals of Chinese zodiac are not based on the constellations. Instead, it's based on a well-known Chinese myth, which I shall read to you now. Yes, everybody in the comments, put what you are. Because we're going to get into the personality traits. And I want to know who everybody is. <laughs> all right. So there's different interpretations because, you know, translations and all that. So I picked one from the BBC because they had sources and your girl loves sources. So here we go. The story goes that there was a race organized by the Jade Emperor who invited all the animals in the world to take part. So I immediately went on a historical detour because I didn't know who the Jade Emperor was. And in Chinese culture and traditional religions and myth, he is the first representation of God. So big deal. All right. So puts out the thing. Like everybody show up. Only 12 showed up. And that was a pig, dog, rooster, monkey, sheep, horse, snake, dragon, rabbit, tiger, ox, and rat. As a reward for turning up, the emperor named a year in the Zodiac after each one, while the race was going to determine the order in which the animal would be placed. Yeah, I didn't know that. The course included a huge river, which every creature, large or small, had to cross. So this is what the animals do. This is why we're assholes. The exhausted rat used its cunning to navigate the water by persuading the kindly ox to let it sit on its head as it crossed. Rather than say thank you on the other side, the rat made a dash for the finish line and the ox was not too far behind. So kind of a dick move. (laughs) She's like, I'm tired. (laughs) Let me hang out. And he's like, sucker. So that's why the rat is the first creature in the cycle. We're number one because we cheated. Yeah, we're number one because we suck. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to say, Natalie in the comments commented about fruits basket, and that is immediately what I thought. <laughs> um, which, if nobody's aware, is an anime that, yeah. just, that travels uh, through the zodiac signs, and apparently the rat also like really screwed over the cat. Yes, we're out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then the ox goes across the finish line, so then that is second. Not surprisingly, the tiger ran a good race. Apparently, he didn't stop to eat people, so it followed. <laughs> so it was third. Even though the current in the river sent him off a little bit, it recovered enough to cross the line just behind the ox, and so it comes in as number three. Next up was the rabbit. Also tired by the race, it almost came to cropper. Oh, it almost came to be a cropper in the river, which I didn't know what that meant. And Google says a cropper was a plant which yields a specific crop or a misfortune. So I'm going to assume that this means a misfortune. I don't know words. In fifth place is the only mythical creature on the calendar, the dragon. A kinder creature than legend suggests, it didn't hesitate to divert from the race to extinguish a fire that was endangering the lives of some nearby villagers. Once it got back on course, it saw the rabbit struggling and used its breath to blow it safely to shore. So the dragon is a little sweetheart. Yeah. I like him. The rabbit never learned who came to his aid while the dragon was content to finish behind it. I just love it. I think my mom's a dragon. No, she's a monkey. My dad was a dragon. I don't know. Somebody was a dragon. One of my parents. <laughs> don't remember which one. 
The horse wasn't far behind the dragon. And though sixth place was in the bag, it didn't notice that the snake was saving energy by wrapping itself around its leg to hitch a ride. With the finish line in sight, the snake uncoiled itself, scared the horse, and then slithered into sixth place, leaving its carrier, the horse, to take seventh. So, snakes are dicks again. Even ancient myths prove my point. <laughs> snakes are the most <laughs> slithery bastard. Maybe that's where your fear comes from. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. It's gonna slither out of me. Uh, next up were the sheep, monkey, and rooster, and this is a perfect example of teamwork. The three piloted a small raft, which would see them across the river safely. Once on the other side, it was a dash for the finish line. The sheep was first, followed by the monkey, and then the rooster. And in some parts of the world, the sheep is known as a goat. So they took the slots of eight, nine, and ten, respectively. Now we're just left with the dog and the pig. Dog owners won't be surprised that the playful hound was more interested in splashing in the river rather than crossing it. This enabled the first 10 creatures to overtake it. It eventually ran over the line at 11th place, which leaves the pig, and it is my favorite, and I wish I was a pig, and you'll see why. The pig got a bit peckish during the race. After stopping for food, it became sleepy and fell asleep. (laughs) It took a nice nap. It did wake up after a while and managed to make it over the line in last place. The emperor had almost given up on it, but was happy to assign it the final place in the Zodiac. I find that so sweet. I wish I was pig. I'm just going to have a snack and take a nap and then I'll eventually show up. So why wasn't the cat in the race, you might ask? Because cat, little the little gold one with the little hand, cats are everywhere. Well, you can blame the rat because we're dicks. So the rat and the cat were friends and the cat asked the rat to wake it up as soon as the race was going to start because he had a habit of sleeping in, but the rat was too excited and forgot to wake him up. By the time the cat woke up, it was far too late to enter the race. And that is why the rat deuces out every time the cat shows up now because he's pissed. (laughs) My chances, I am not on the Zodiacs. It's all your fault. The actual history behind the Chinese Zodiac is a little less fantastical and a little harder to find. It's known from pottery artifacts that the animals of the Zodiac were popular in the Tang Dynasty. So that's, it's so hard to say three numbers instead of four, you know, it could be like 1618. No, okay. 618 to 907 CE. And they're seen earlier in some artifacts from the Warring States period, which is 475 BCE. So that's even longer. (laughs) Uh, yeah that's like an unfathomable amount of time it's been written that the animals of the zodiac were brought to china via the silk road the same central asian trade route that brought the buddhist belief from india to china but some scholars argue that the beliefs predate buddhism and has origins in early chinese astronomy that used the planet jupiter as a constant as the orbits around the earth takes place every 12 years Still, others have argued that the use of animals in astrology began with nomadic tribes in ancient China who developed the calendar based on the animals that they used to hunt and gather. So there's a lot of different theories. The scholar Christopher Cullen has written that beyond satisfying the spiritual needs of the agrarian society, the use of astronomy and astrology was also imperative of the emperor who had the responsibility for ensuring harmony of everything under heaven. The rule well and with prestige, one needed to be accurate in astron- or, uh, astronomical. Astronomy and astrology are so close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, astronomical matters, Colin wrote. 
Perhaps that is why the Chinese calendar, including the zodiac, became so entrenched in Chinese culture. In fact, reforming the calendar system was viewed as appropriate if political change was imminent. And zodiac also fits in with Confucianism. The belief that everybody and every animal has a role to play in society translate well into these beliefs. Just as Confucian beliefs persist in Asia today alongside more modern social views, so does the use of this zodiac. All right. So now the fun stuff. Each sign has a personality trait. Horoscopes were developed around animal signs to predict personality traits and destiny. Each animal is known to have certain characteristics, and it's based on when you're born. And then they also do things with the signs. So like fire, air, water, and stuff. We'll get into that. So red is quick-witted, smart, charming, and persuasive. So let me check, check, and check. But we're still dicks. <laughs> An ox is patient, kind, stubborn, and conservative. A tiger is authoritative, emotional, courageous, and intense. A rabbit is popular, compassionate, and sincere. Dragon is energetic, fearless, warm-hearted, and charismatic. The snake is charming, gregarious, introverted, generous, and smart. The introverted thing kind of surprised me for the snake. But, I mean, I guess they do hide a lot. I don't know. I mean, they hibernate. It's true. The horse is energetic, independent, impatient, and enjoys traveling. The sheep, or ram, so you, Nat, is mild-mannered, Shy, kind, and peace-loving. Yes. <laughs> not exactly. I don't know if I always clarify me as shy, but that's like the main one. I'm like, I don't know if I'm shy, but yeah. Yeah. but I can be. I can be antisocial though. That's definitely there. Mm, that's true. The monkey is fun, energetic, and active. The rooster is independent, practical, hardworking, and observant. The dog is patient, diligent, generous, faithful, and kind. And the pig is loving, tolerant, honest, and appreciative of luxury. See, I should have been a pig. <laughs> I like I like pigs. Little piglets are so adorable. <laughs> and then the five elements. Much of Chinese philosophy is built around the five elements and the belief that they interact with natural phenomena. The five elements are metal, water, wood, fire, and earth. And they've existed in Chinese culture for thousands of years and affect the Chinese zodiac. So here we go. So metal is the monkey, rooster, and dog. It means that they are resolute and intense and can be stubborn. Wood is tiger, rabbit, and dragon. They have high moral standards and a tendency to take on too much. Earth, not fixed because it's composed of the four other elements, is practical and reliable, can suffer from a lack of imagination. So they don't really have a thing. And then water is the pig, rat, and ox. It's skillful communicators, but can be too passive. Confrontational. So that might check out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I talk a lot, but I let a lot slide. So I'm going to say that. Yeah. Fire is the snake, horse, and sheep. It's aggressive, domineering, and dynamic and speak in action. So you're dynamic, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last story. What do you want to do, Natalie? You what you have a story or what's the other one you have? Funny. Funny. So I have to admit, on the list, I'm actually random. Luckily, while you were talking, 
I looked up something else. <laughs> oh, what? Really? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. But it's just really funny. When you're like, I have rain. I'm like, okay. So which would you like? Historical or funny? Uh, what we feel on? Funny. Funny? Yes. Cool, cool, cool. I just thought it'd be really cute to look up silly, crazy animal stories. Aw, yay. Kind of like how we did with secrets, just what people posted, what crazy shit animals do, because animals are fucking hilarious. Yes, they are. Oh, I love it so much. So one thing I found is that a Great Dane ate 43 socks. Socks? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And one setting? I, I think it's just over time and they, he wasn't feeling well. They took him to the vet and they did an x-ray and they just, you just see this mess in his stomach and it's all socks. They knew he chewed on socks. They knew they chewed on them, but apparently he was just also eating some of them too. So I guess if you have those missing socks, check your dog. It's not like randomly behind the dryer or something. Just in case, check your animal. I <laughs> love Great Dane so much. But another, like a little kitten one, this is on a different page I found. And as kittens and puppies are playful, it's just in their nature. nature, And apparently, so is playing pranks on their siblings. My biggest female cat, which is about nine to 10 pounds, likes to sit on the other side of the full bathtub, basically, so inside, opposite of the shower curtain. My littlest tiny cat of four pounds runs across the house and slides around the corner into the bathroom and shoves the big female into the tub through the shower curtain and takes off like a shot back to the other side of the house and like just never hit her just wham into the tub (laughs) that's amazing i love it when there's videos of animals playing pranks on each other i saw one of a dog it was like a puppy and he was waiting around a corner for his brother to come around and then he popped out to scare him and then ran away and i'm like animals are so smart or are they not because this is a, a puppy this dog i call all dogs puppies by the way so it can That's be like 15 years old and it's a puppy to me <laughs> so this dog puppy pupper they say, I had a dog that liked to lick the built-up ice in the freezer every time we opened the door. He got his tongue stuck regularly <laughs> and just always went back for more. And that's all. The first time we took him to a lake, he got so excited that he just ran in without knowing what it was. He's like, oh, water. Okay. Not phased at all. Keeps running toward the middle. and We thought he'd start to swim or at least float, but... Still don't understand how he, he didn't, but he ran along the bottom of that lake. It just disappeared under the water. So just imagine like a dog just running and just, even though the water's coming up, he's just still running, not floating, just running on the ground until completely gone, just submerged. <laughs> That's amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> Next is a sticky situation. That's what it's labeled as. Ever buy your pet an expensive toy and then they choose to play with a paper bag instead? Yes. Yeah. Regularly. Yep. (laughs) Uh, That's what happened with this cat. My cat once discovered a roll of fly tape in a kitchen cabinet. I'm not sure how he managed it, but he walked in the door to find he had effectively 
hog tied himself in the middle of the floor. A big fat cat with long gray fur sticking out in giant tufts between the strips of tacky, gooey tape. He managed to wind all over himself. Oh, no. Tail in two places. Oh, gosh. We felt horrible for laughing, but it was such a ridiculous scene that we just couldn't help ourselves, basically. Even while they were cutting the tape and checking to make sure his tail wasn't broken. Oh. He was fine. So, I have no worries, but I think hopefully that kitty cat learned their lesson. Oh. Probably. I'd like to see a picture of it, but there's not one. So, I guess that's okay. Ooh, this one's by about a chihuahua. When I was younger, we had a chihuahua that weighed four pounds soaking wet. One day, the family was sitting in the living room watching a movie. Sister flung open the recliner, and the dog just happened to be walking past, and the dog just went went flying across the room like a cannonball, just sailing across. And it was like something out of a cartoon that I'll just never forget. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just picturing this little giant chihuahua, and then I'm thinking of the Taco Bell one. Just all happening at once. Like, that's how they oh, should have had a recliner. Because that's when you're going to be eating your tacos, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this other one is another cat one. And I like the title. It's, Oh, Snow, You Didn't. And it's a little <laughs> kitty cat in the snow. <laughs> uh, so cute. It's like, one day after we had gotten seven or eight inches of snow. Ooh, that's a lot of snow. Here in Arkansas, I'm like, I have no idea what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Tuesday in March yeah right <laughs> okay so we got several inches of snow my cat decided to be a brave adventurer and dash out the door she knows she absolutely hates hates snow but always does this she runs out jumps into the snow and disappears <laughs> and I'm sitting there letting her learn her lesson and I hear a muffled scream as we very, very slowly lift her head up above the snow. Like, so basically imagine snow and then this little head just pop right from above it. <laughs> <laughs> and her mouth just stays wide open and she continues to stare at me doing this meow until I came and picked her up. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is a portrait. Portrait. <laughs> Just save me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. And that is a very punctual puppy. My dog Libby rides with me to pick up my kids from school, and she knows exactly what time we leave. The kids had an after-school activity, so I needed to pick them up an hour later than usual. When we didn't leave at the normal time, she started whining at me then barking, and then she swatted my shoe with her paw hard, and so it flew through the air and hit me. Like, <laughs> she threw my shoe at me, so she just went to her shoes, and just, went, just whacked her with the shoe. Like, did you forget your children, woman? And that's what it feels like. Very cool uh, puppy. <laughs> animals are the best. They really are. I'm just imagining that dog doing that like skateboard flip, you know, like don't. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. That's a good visual. 
really is. <laughs> it makes me miss Missy, my very fat black cat, who was just a fat black blob, a little cylinder on four pegs. And she just, when she laid down, she ex- expanded. She just looked like a pillow pet. I love her. And oh if you, you can do anything. You, like, I used her as a pillow a couple of times. <laughs> and, <laughs> or I would at least pretend to, because I didn't want to put my full weight of my head on there, but I'd pretend to. And she just didn't care. She'd just sleep. And if she was slept in the chair, you could pick her up and move her, and she'd just sleep there. She's like, well, I just go back to <laughs> And no one was a stranger. She was the only cat that kind of behaved dog-like in the sense that she was super friendly. Mm-hmm. Not overly so. Like, if you didn't want her in your lap, you know, she wouldn't be persistent. But she she always came out to everybody mm-hmm. and always wanted lovings. Oh, I miss her. It's like my my Olivia. She was so fat. <laughs> I love fat cats. Natalie did a space kitty art piece with my cat. Like mean, she's just like sprawled out when she laid down. Her just rolls just spread out, but she's like in space floating around. It was really great. Oh, <laughs> I used it for her like obituary that I did on social media. I'm very dramatic. I I loved her. She was like 16, 17 when she died. I'm like my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I do obituaries for all of my pets. Mm-hmm. I was when, <laughs> when my guinea pig from college died. I sent her <laughs> a mass text, and all of my friends were like, "Do you need baked goods?" <laughs> yeah, I did like a weird uh, Photoshop job of like Olivia like crossing the Rainbow Bridge or something, and people are like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "This is how I grieve. Leave me alone." <laughs> like, this, this is my. That's hard. This one, I get up at five on the weekends to my course stalls, and if and she comes with me, if I am not up by five, <laughs> there is a dog standing on my chest. <laughs> well, at least she's standing there, and not just throwing a shoe at you. <laughs> I mean, she gets so intense; she drools on me. Yeah. <laughs> so like aggressively excited and happy she will at <laughs> me and I'm like so oh. wake up wet and I'm just like ma'am <laughs> how dare you like, she's so playful <laughs> ma'am as you can as you can tell she's very abused you know I, mean, I torture her I torture her daily um the happiest puppy. She's she's <laughs> had a terrible life. I <laughs> rescued her so that I could be mean to her. Ow, you just smacked me in the face. And uh, and and clearly she's you know <laughs> knocking over literally everything on my coffee table. But we did not spill the wine because we are an angel. <laughs> Priorities, I like that. Uh, yeah, and that's how the boxer wakes us up. He, well, he sneezes in my face. And like, <laughs> although I learned recently that when dog dogs, respects her more. <laughs> I read recently, like, when you're, like, play fighting with your dogs, like, when they sneeze, it's so that they're showing you that they're not being aggressive, that they're just playing. And I was like, that's so sweet. I learned recently that because I, ha- I live alone and I have only the dog and the cat, if you have your bathroom door open 
and they like come in to check on you, it's because they're claiming you as part of their pack. Because in the wild, they would like protect the other dogs that were like pooping or whatever, or like the other cats. Oh, they're vulnerable. Because you're vulnerable, so it's like them claiming you. Mm. All right, heavy breathing. Isn't um, that like the best moment when you realize that they've claimed you as their pack, and you're like, oh, oh my god, I'm I'm yours, I'm yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Girl, I love animals so much. It makes me think. Evidently, that- so do I, because I'm going to eight grand of debt for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I up <hope> you. <laughs> weird tangent thank you for coming yes <laughs> and talking you this will be back so, next so don't worry listeners. you get another episode yeah all right you know the drill join patreon so you can watch this live and comment and make us laugh because yes i love all the comments so much <laughs> oh you guys are funnier than we than we are i think <laughs> Uh, and then we have merch shop.spreadshirt.com slash historical AF pod. Send us your stories, social media, all that yep. stuff. You know yep. what to do. If you don't know what to Google. do, give it yeah, a Google. Google it. Google it. It's what we do. Google a bull. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye, Zs.